Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for February 22nd, 2024. When could housing supply finally return? Home sales slumped mightily over 2023, as a spike in mortgage rates priced out many potential buyers. But low housing supply was also a key factor, as the limited availability of existing homes drove up prices in most markets. What's in store for housing activity in 2024? And when could listings finally improve? This is Brian Kirk, and with me today to share their outlook for the housing market are senior economist Ben Ayers and economist Daniel Vilhaver. Hey Ben, thanks for being on today. The market for existing homes fell off sharply in 2023, declining nearly 17% from February through the end of the year. With mortgage rates lower now than they were last fall, can you walk us through the current state of the market? Sure, I'm happy to do so. You know, the housing market, you know, despite some of the positive news we, we might see early in 2024, it's still really mired in a pretty heavy slump in most areas. You know, there was a pop in activity at the end of 2023 after mortgage rates pulled back from the highs that we saw last fall. You know, we topped out at one point about 8% for a 30-year fixed mortgage rate. That came down to about 7% or so by December. So, you know, there were some folks that said, hey, it's that's coming down. Let me jump back into the market and, and really just tried to buy whatever was available out there around the holidays and into January. So we have seen a bit of some positive numbers recently. Pending home sales spiked 8.3% in December, and that really helped to drive the 3% climb in existing home sales that we saw in January. Because, again, existing home sales are counted at closing as opposed to at contract, so they're always delayed a little bit. Yet again, these numbers are still pretty weak from a historical perspective. The annualized sales pace of 4.0 million for existing units in January is still among the weakest monthly readings over the past 15 years. So it was up from where we've been over the past couple months, but where we were the past couple months was actually on par with the lows for the housing market collapse in the late 2000s. So again, this is a state of the market where the number of homes trading hands is much lower than we were used to seeing, particularly in the past decade or so, and it's still one of the weakest periods for housing market activity in recent memory. And that's come to the downside, and I think, unfortunately, adding to the downside there is, I think the, the pop that we saw in activity in December and January is likely going to be pretty temporary. This could be pretty short-lived. Um, mortgage rates are rising again. And affordability measures are still pretty weak across the board. Remember, it was just a little over two years ago that mortgage rates were down around 3% or so. We're still running at 7% or higher. You know, that makes those monthly mortgage rates for someone buying a new home, you know, which, you know, when you think about the cost of that, it's about roughly double what it was back in 2019. Now, when you look at the average median sales price and how much it costs to get that mortgage, make that down payment, and factor in all of the price factors with the cost of homes going up so much in recent years as well. And with average mortgage rate being double what it was a few years ago, that's really continuing to price out many renters across the board and holding down activity more broadly. And on top of that, prices are still rising. You know, the median sales price of an existing home is still up 5% over the past year. So it kind of continues to push that purchase further out of reach for many home buyers, especially first-time home buyers. There was a number in the January existing home sales, only 28% of those sales were to first-time home buyers, or usually about 40% or so. So clearly, you know, folks that are not in a home right now 
getting more and more unaffordable to buy that, and they're just choosing to stay in place. Changes in mortgage rates, I think, are going to continue to dominate the headlines and cause sales to swing from month to month. But we're still focused on supply because extremely low supply of homes on the market has been an equally limiting factor for buyers. Not only is it more expensive, but there's very few options out there. It's very hard to find a home. You're obviously competing with many folks for that home when when you are able to find one. And most current homeowners are locked in at very low mortgage rates that they set in over 2019 through 2021, either through a purchase or a lot of refinancing activity happened at that time now. So most homeowners have a very low rate and they don't want to sell right now and trade up to that much higher rate. So they're staying put. And so because of that, there's just not much overall churn in the market. Active listings fell off quite sharply over 2023 and really have not recovered. We've had about 1 million active listings for the existing market each month since late 2022. By comparison, that's about half of what we had a decade ago. So far fewer options. They're more expensive. It's just not a very good market for a buyer when you look out across the board. And with very few options, this environment's likely to stay with us, unfortunately. I think it's no wonder that many buyers have simply given up on the existing market. They're either maybe looking at the new home market if they're dead set on getting a home Or maybe they'll just continue to rent for the time being and wait for the market conditions to improve maybe later this year and into 2025. So really, much of the environment of the challenging conditions that we had over 2023 have carried into early 2024. So unfortunately, not the most positive update, especially if you're looking to buy a home right now. Thanks, Ben. Like you said, with the supply of existing homes so limited, many buyers are turning to the new home market. And home builders have expressed some optimism recently. So, Daniel, what's the latest on new home construction? Yeah, so first of all, to touch on on what you mentioned there, builders have been increasingly upbeat in recent months. The Home Builders survey done by the National Association of Home Builders climbed for a fourth straight month in February to a six-month high, and the reading for sales over the next six months was the strongest of the three components. Also, interestingly, of the four regions, Northeast, Midwest, South, and West, Northeast was the strongest and the only one with a reading above its long-run median, which is very different than what we've seen recently from a sales perspective. But on the topic of home construction, housing starts have held up really well in a high interest rate environment, mainly because builders seem determined to fill at least some of the gap left by the low supply of existing homes on the market. And this actually seems to be increasingly true, as three of the top four months for single-family starts since mid-year 2022 have been the last three months. Now, can builders solve the problem that is a shortage of homes for sale? Well, no, that's not realistic. For one, even in a time of extremely low existing home inventory, it still dwarfs new home inventory. But also, in the current environment, builders are still being held back and would likely be building much more if not for high costs for both construction and labor. Inflation for materials and components for construction has been virtually flat for the last eight months, so you know, hooray that inflation is no longer a problem there. Unfortunately, that's following a lengthy period of steep inflation and builders are currently dealing with record high construction costs. As for labor costs, wage growth for construction workers continues to run much hotter than the national average. In January, construction wages were running at 5.3% above a year ago versus the national average of 4.5%. Still, despite these headwinds, construction has been very solid and we expect that these dynamics will continue moving forward through this high interest environment. In the short run, single family building permits climbed in February to their fastest pace since May 2022. So home construction should remain near or above recent levels for at least the next couple of months. 
Well, thanks, Daniel. It sounds like the new home side should be a bit of a bright spot for housing this year. So let's continue to look forward here. What do we project for mortgage rates and home sales in 2024? Yeah, so that's a, that's really is the key question on, on mortgage rates there because that's the main driver behind the various dynamics we're seeing in the market right now. Rates should continue to be high into the second half of the year. And when I say high, I mean high enough to prohibit more homeowners from listing their homes because they can't afford to trade in their current mortgage, that dynamic that Ben discussed a little bit ago. And if supply remains as prominent an issue as it currently is, affordability is unlikely to improve substantially. So this confluence of supply and demand factors should keep sales very low from a historical perspective for several months, particularly if we mix in the effects of a recession, even if it's mild, which we believe any recession we'd see this year would be. For some perspective, we expect total home sales this year to be lower than last year, which was a bad year for home sales. We're looking at probably as low as we've seen since 2010 in the depths of the housing crisis, and possibly even a little lower than that. We're expecting to see rates drop in the second half of the year, and dropping to the extent that the housing market will start to feel some relief by the end of the year. And that's also likely to coincide with a pickup in economic activity, and that's when we're expecting to see some better sales numbers and some better momentum in the housing market leading into 2025. Well, thanks for your outlook there, Daniel. Now, Ben, as we continue to look forward, a key component for the health of the housing market will be seeing better balance between the supply and demand of homes. So what are your expectations for when listings of existing homes will pick up, especially with mortgage rates still elevated going into 2025? Yeah, as we talked about earlier, you know, much of the supply story is focused on that rate environment and when will rates come down enough that more current homeowners will say yeah it's low enough i'm okay trading up i know it's a little bit more expensive and maybe a higher rate than what i have but i'm ready to make a change or ready to move to a different area and really i wish there was better news there but you know based upon what you know daniel just laid out for us that's that's a pretty high interest rate environment still at least over this year, but probably into 2025 and maybe even well into 2025. So that supply coming back online really could take some time. You know, According to one recent estimate, about 90% of current mortgages are below 5%. You know, We don't see 30-year fixed rates being consistently below that 5% level, maybe until late next year, maybe not even into 2026. So that means we're likely to see us won't see a significant increase in listings maybe until next year at the earliest or maybe even more beyond that. And even then, it still could be relatively muted because there's still going to be a lot of people that are down in the fours into the threes and they still don't really want to trade up. So I expect we're still going to be facing a relatively supply-limited market, especially on the existing home side, at least into 2025. But still could be an issue that we're talking about beyond that into 26 or 27 as we look out for the next couple of years. You know, as Daniel mentioned, increased new home construction could help fill the gap to a certain extent, but most people end up buying an existing home. You know, new homes are, are pretty expensive and a pretty smaller segment of the total market. So we're still very much focused on what this means for existing home market and those current homeowners. We also have a large contingent of aging homeowners that may choose that it's a good time to cash in on the all the equity they have built up in their home, good time to downsize in coming years. Maybe that'll help create a little bit more turnover. So there are some factors that could help on the supply front, even if we don't see a big influx 
from the uh, current homeowners. But still, I think both these are going to be outweighed to a large extent by a lingering lock-in effect, given how low rates were, you know, three, four, five years ago, which caused most of the majority of owners to hold on to those ultra-low rates for as long as they can. And this has really important implications for home prices too. You know, we've talked about our outlook for both rates and for sales, but you know, I do expect that we're going to see a relatively buoyant home price market in coming years as well. There's probably a good amount of pent-up demand for single-family home from the past two years. Many folks that have put off making that purchase, waiting till rates came down. You know, maybe they don't want to jump in at seven percent, but maybe once it gets down to six percent or five percent, they decide that's low enough. I can always refinance later that want to come into the market. So I think there's a good amount of demand that isn't being reflected right now in the market that comes back in in coming years. And that means that most homes that do come on the market should sell pretty quickly. And unfortunately, that lingering supply demand imbalance could remain with us for a couple more years, which would probably drive up prices more in many local markets. So, if, you know, eventually if we do see a large influx of listings as those rates come down and many folks that have put off selling or trading up or doing whatever they want to do from a housing market perspective, maybe that would promote some better balance in the housing market. But again, that's probably still a few years away. And I think in the meantime, it could remain a pretty solid seller's market in most markets across the country. Well, thank you for that, Ben. So let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode by bringing this home for our listeners. Ben, what are the biggest takeaways for buyers and sellers in the year ahead? Yeah, for better or worse, I think for either side of the market, at least the first half of 2024 is going to look pretty similar to 2023. So many of those challenging dynamics for buyers, whether it's higher mortgage rates or lack of supply are going to linger into the new year. And we could see some downside for rates later in the year, and that could drive some more activity as we go into 2025. But still, it's going to be a pretty hard market if you're looking to go out and buy a home. Supplies remain very tight, especially for existing homes. Maybe some more options within the new home market, but even those are going to be limited and probably more expensive as well. It's going to be a pretty tough environment, especially if you're in that renting space right now. You're a first-time home buyer. You might want to hold off until 2025 or later to make that purchase when some of those dynamics can be a little more positive for a purchase, maybe a little bit more options, a little less expensive for those monthly payments as those rates start to come down. And if you're a seller right now, if you're looking to downsize or move locations, you're probably going to get a pretty good price for your home and it should sell pretty quickly. Just be aware if you are taking on a new mortgage, you know, that rate that you're going to get quoted from the bank be much higher than what you're used to. And that likely means that if you are selling right now, you might be looking to use cash to buy that next place. You're seeing a lot big increase in the all cash buying uh, as people just try to avoid the high rates and kind of avoid financing out that cost they're looking at. And if your move is not in the cards for 2024, I think most current homeowners should see the value of their homes continue to rise. You know, maybe not as much as we've seen in recent years. Obviously, have been a huge run up in costs for homes in the past couple of years. Maybe I think more modest increase this year, but not expecting any sort of downside. I think still see an upward climb across much of the country, given how much demand continues to outpace supply. Well, thank you, Ben and Daniel. Thank you both for your outlook and your analysis of the housing market. Join us next time as we discuss when interest rates could start to fall and the potential places to put your money when that happens. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications for each new episode. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. 
The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide Inn and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2024, Nationwide.